welcome to Relationship Redefined. I'm your host, Alyssa Beth, a parent and relationship coach. As a coach, my focus is to guide you towards becoming aware, authentic, and aligned with your true self. Our outer relationships serve as mirrors reflecting our inner world. It is through this understanding that we can embark on a journey of self-discovery and alignment. On this podcast, we explore the profound connection between our inner selves and the relationships we form with others. With a focus on awareness, authenticity, and alignment, we dive into thought-provoking discussions and practical strategies to help you cultivate fulfilling relationships. Okay, so today we welcome Megan Webb, a certified alcohol recovery coach. Uh, She enjoys helping other people stop drinking and create a new and exciting life. Megan, would you please tell us how you got started on this path? Yes, for sure. So I was a binge drinker, I guess, from 18 years old. So I didn't have alcohol before that. But at around that age, I developed an anxiety disorder. And I discovered that by having a couple of drinks, it it quietened the shaking and my mind. So that continued on um, throughout my life, just social drinking. And then, and I had three children throughout that time. And obviously, you know, I did not drink when I was pregnant or when they were young. That was not a problem. It was more that when I could, I'd go out socially and I was drinking too much. Um, And then after my third child was born, I was in my 30s and I guess it just started to creep up a bit after that and I started to drink at home by myself. Um, And so about five years ago, I thought, you know, I'm not happy with this and I gave up drinking for about five months and that was, it was good, but I didn't have the right support in place, I don't think. And so I went back to drinking again. And then in 2021, I found a course online and it was called This Naked Mind. And I joined a 30-day live alcohol experiment. And during that time, they had coaches on each day, one coach each day, answering questions and there was an Australian woman and I remember thinking I want to do what she's doing I want to be an alcohol recovery coach even though I was drinking at the time but somewhere inside I I think I'd always known that's what I wanted to do something in that helping people with alcohol and and having lived experience on it I felt that I'd be a good person to help so After that course, I actually signed up to become a coach with them and that took me to 2022 and I spent six months doing a course with 80 other people, some in Australia, mostly in America, um, different parts of the world though, and it was amazing and we all came out as certified This Naked Mind coaches. Uh, So to date now, I haven't had alcohol for 19 months and I became a coach and I'm helping other people achieve what I have. So it's become, it was, it's my purpose and my passion. And it's just very exciting to be able to help other people on their journey to either cut down on their drinking or to stop altogether. 
That is amazing. I love that. Thank you. Um, what are some of the common struggles people face when they're trying to break free from alcohol addiction? And how can they overcome these challenges? Yeah, so look, there's there's a lot that people have in common. Like I know that it's one of the struggles is that people want to moderate their drinking so they don't really want to give up um they want to become moderate drinkers and that's okay some people can do that most heavier drinkers can't and they'll you know that's what I've found in my journey I'm better off having nothing uh I didn't want to just have one or two um so that's a common struggle that people don't really want to stop now to overcome that we suggest giving it a go for 30 to 90 days. You know, that's a time to not drink and see how you feel uh, and not limit yourself to, you know, you're not saying forever, you're just giving yourself a period of time. And in that time, sort of researching, finding out um, other ways forward, like my coaching, we help people go forward, uh, communities, which is very important, um, community's been the main thing for me, having other people in the same situation. Some of the other common things can be people are worried they'll lose their friends. Um, people think they'll be bored. Uh, people think they'll won't they'll be too anxious. So there's there's quite a lot of common threads that run through people with their fears of giving up drinking. Um, and you know, to it, it is a journey. It's quite overwhelming to think to be in the position of drinking and thinking, oh, I'm going to lose my friends. You know, that's a common thing. But when you are on either giving up for a short period or a medium amount of time or you're working with a coach, we deal with these things. And it, it we have tools and tactics and ways to work with this. So, you know, we've there are definitely ways around these thoughts and beliefs and these feelings and that's what I'm here to help people with. Right. Okay, so you said that some people are afraid that they're going to lose their friends uh, when they stop drinking. Yes. Um, has that come true for any of them? I've found that almost with, with almost everyone I've worked with or I've met on this same journey with me and with myself is that there are a couple of people that you might naturally um, steer away from because you're not, they might have been your drinking friends. So for me, I had a small group that would drink at night and they were my drinking friends. Well, I'm not doing that anymore. And the ones, there are definitely friends I've kept from that time and we might go walking or have brunch or coffee all the people I know have kept the friendships they wanted to keep. So naturally the ones that aren't really great friendships might drop to the wayside, but it's, I think everyone I've spoken to has maintained important friendships. And quite often the friends that you were drinking with will will be quite happy to make that shift as well to a daytime type thing because, you know, they look at you and think, wow, you know, I'm, you're looking after your health and I want to, I want a bit of that. So, you know, I think some people do lose some friends, but you will gain friends as well. 
and you will keep the important people in your life. That is lovely and so true. I have found that uh, when I'm going through a new transitionary period in my life, I sometimes tend to become afraid that, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose this person in my life or whatever. And then find out that either they're really supportive or I do lose them. But if I lose them, it's actually better for me in the long run because, you know, they weren't supportive of me in the first place. Yes, absolutely. That's exactly, that's exactly the same with me. Yeah. Um, what role does self-compassion play in the process of overcoming addiction and transforming one's life? Wow. Well, it plays a huge part actually. And it's a, it's a hard one, I think, for a lot of people. Uh, in the course to become a coach that I did, we did a lot of coaching with each other. So um, that was really important to, to really help me have compassion for myself. I think a big thing that we focus on is taking away the shame, um, the guilt. You know, when we look at alcohol, we're teaching our clients and ourselves that this is an addictive substance. It's not, there's not something wrong with you. So that you have a responsibility, but you are not to blame is what we say, because alcohol is an addictive substance. You know, it's the bad guy. You're not the bad guy. So we try and be compassionate to ourselves over that. And just, I think it's been really helpful to me to just give myself that break and go, you know what, you're doing the best you can. You were doing the best you could. Um, and just to give yourself permission to to just, to not be blaming yourself and to, you know, as long as you're making a choice to try and do something about it or even just look into things and, um try and take a a step, a positive step, you know, you're doing what you can. And that's not to say that if you're still stuck in a cycle of drinking, you're not doing anything. It's a really hard cycle to get out of. And I just want people to know it's not your fault. It's, you know, we're dealing with a substance that a lot of people will become addicted to. So just um, being gentle with yourself and that can be hard. And again, that's what through coaching, we learnt how to give yourself some self-compassion because it's not a natural thing for a lot of people. No, no, it is not. And uh, I've, I've noticed that with a lot of people, um, they also consider it a sickness, you know, or an illness. Yes. Yeah. So I think something like AA will say it's a disease and I, and they they might say we're powerless and I totally don't have an opinion. I went to AA the first time I gave up and I really, really loved the community. I loved the um, stories people had and I felt a, a strong bond. It doesn't worry me that they said it's a disease. However, my methodology that I've learnt um, doesn't focus on that. Instead, it focuses on alcohol being the addictive substance. It's science-based. It We help people look at their thoughts and beliefs around alcohol. And you can go from uh, using willpower to being where I am now and no willpower is involved. It's, um, I choose not to drink because I'm not interested in it. And that's because I've worked on different beliefs I had about myself. And you work out why you drink and 
find other ways to deal with that oh. other than right. alcohol. So it's it, it's different to AA, but they're both very important for, you know, one works for someone, one works for the other. So I've got a family member who's been in AA for 15 years and it's been a lifesaver. So I, you know, I think there are people that believe either, um, but our methodology is not focused on it being a disease or for us being powerless. We're actually taking the power back. Uh, so it's a, it's a different path, but very, both, both are effective. Right. I love that. So what you're saying is, is that you essentially change your mindset and how you view the alcohol and how it affects you. So that, and then you work on, um, changing your coping mechanisms. Yeah. And when you work on your thoughts and beliefs, I'll give you an example of a, a belief because a lot, you know, I know someone that says I drink because I'm bored, but with the coaching, we can get into that and realize that it can even go down to actually, I don't feel worthy, which you, you wouldn't straight away think that relates to I'm bored, but there's always something underneath. And so working on those thoughts and beliefs, and we've got tools and tactics to work through them. What we're doing is taking that thought and belief and changing how we think about it. It might be alcohol is my friend and by the end of doing this tactic we come to well actually alcohol's not my friend and we've gone through why you know it just changes what you've always believed um and there's you know there's work involved but it's amazing and it, and it can be used on any part of your life it doesn't have to just be an addiction so it's a very useful tool um yeah yeah it sounds empowering Yes, it's it's there to empower and to, yeah, give the power back. So we're not powerless, we're powerful and, you know, there's been a lot of success in it and um, and there's a big community and I just think having people going through the same journey is amazing. It's a very important part of it. Whatever way you choose, having that community is important. Definitely. A community can make all the difference in the world, yes. <laughs> no matter what you're going through. <laughs> yes. Um, so how would you uh, help somebody who was overwhelmed by anxiety and generally turned to alcohol for relief? Yeah, well, that was, um, that was me. So I <laughs> self-medicated for a good 30 years, not, not really realizing subconsciously I might have realized uh, I had severe anxiety and um, the thing with alcohol is it's fantastic if you have one or two drinks it calms that anxiety if you were at a party or you know anything like that there's no denying in the very short term it's it's it works for that however it um, it it is addictive it does become it does end up causing your anxiety it can make it it does make it so much worse. There are all sorts of long-term issues associated with drinking. Um, but, you know, for me, I got to the point where my anxiety was, you know, 50 times worse than it ever had been, and that's because of the alcohol. So it's this vicious cycle that you you, you drink to stop the anxiety and you end up making it worse. So there's a lot of fear around 
people giving up thinking they won't be able to control their anxiety, even though it is making it worse. So for me, initially when I stopped, the anxiety probably peaked not for very long, just a few days. And then when the alcohol was out of my system, I could actually feel quite a calmness that I hadn't had before. My anxiety presented quite um, as, as shaking. I do have the worrisome thoughts that's been part of me forever, but the, the physical aspect disappeared quite quickly. I did have to work on anxiety aside as an aside, and there are so many tools, so many things out there to help with that. Now, our coaching does help, but there are, there are things like um, breathing techniques, all sorts of little tricks and tips for, you know, if you're feeling anxious, you can, I had a, um, an anxiety, a doctor in anxiety on a pop, my podcast recently. And she said she was in the shops and she got a bit panicky. So she did a thing that she likes to do. And it's just look around and notice all the different colors. And what that does brings you into the moment. So as soon as you're back in the moment, which can be through breathing or just, you know, being mindful like that, um, it's, it's, um, diminishing the anxiety it's and there are so many other ways to help with that and there's things like yoga meditation so many things that will have a long-term benefit whereas alcohol will only make it worse so i I have a tendency to chew ice (laughs) sorry i have a tendency to chew ice when i get super anxious you know uh because it helps uh calm me chew ice Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's Because it kind of helps you know bring me really out of the the panicky mode, you know, and helps yeah. me, the cold, you know, helps a lot. <laughs> yes, that's really good. I love that because um, I'm going to add that to my list. I get, I have some weights, hand weights that are next to the lounge. And if I feel a bit anxious about something, I get up and I just do 30, you know, 30 lifts nice. or whatever. There are, there are any hand weights. And um Another thing that's quite trendy at the moment for, but very helpful and along the lines of what you're saying is ice baths and cold showers. Mm-hmm. So at the end of a shower, you put the cold water on. It actually helps your vagus nerve and it. This is, these are ways to reduce anxiety. So there, was a, there are some very practical ways um, that are so much more effective than having a drink. Wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Um, lastly, I love that ice I, tip. Oh, <laughs> no problem. I, uh, I didn't realize that I was suffering from anxiety and my dad says it is exceptionally rude to chew ice, but it's like oh. the way for me to be able to handle it. So I love that. Oh. And I also, uh, have like blood pressure issues. So my blood pressure will drop if I get too anxious. And so one day I almost passed out on him and he's like, chew ice, do what you need to do. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. So it may not yes. be ladylike, but. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, you know what? You do what you have to do. And, um, he's realized that that's really sweet though, that he said, chew ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was huge. Cause he's very against it. <laughs> Ladies yeah. don't chew ice. It's rude. <laughs> yeah. oh. Okay. So, um, would you like to, uh, leave an inspiring message with our listeners? Sure. Yes. Look, I've, um, I've been so lucky to meet so many people and I think 
a really common uh, fear is that nothing will change, I'm stuck, I'm drinking too much. Now, drinking too much, it, we don't look at, we don't use the word alcoholic, it's not even recognised anymore medically, um, There, it's alcohol use disorder. But we, I work with people and I also, anyone I talk to about this, I will say, if you're concerned about your alcohol intake, then that's that's all you need to be aware of. You don't have to worry. You don't have to do quizzes on am I an alcoholic or anything. For someone it might be they don't want to have that one drink three nights a week and that we can work on that. For someone else it might be they're having two bottles a night. There's a, there's a massive scale. But if you have that niggle, then pay attention to it is what I say. Now, you know yourself and you'll know if you're not comfortable. And what I suggest is just get on to the research, get onto the podcast, the inspiration, find some local groups. Uh, we've got a local one in Australia called Untoxicated and they do outings quite often that are non-drinking. And it's just a chance to meet other people. Um, I love podcasts that are inspirational um, just start having a look at what options are there. There are some 30-day, like I said, with this naked mind, take 30 days off and get online and do a free course, um, you know, because there is, we have gone from using willpower to actually not wanting to drink. And it's possible, it's not only possible, it, it's just so achievable. And I just want people to know there is hope there's so many people out there willing to help now and it's it doesn't ha quite have that same stigma that it used to. So if you've just got that little niggle, pay attention and just start the process of looking into options and just do an experiment for 30 days, 30 to 90 days with some support online and have a break and see how you feel. And after that, you can look at different choices and different ways forward. Awesome. I love that there are, there's so much support out there now. Oh, and absolutely. Yeah. I mean, on my Instagram feed, and I highly recommend Instagram because I just get positive messages every day coming through. And there's so many um, people who are either giving up alcohol for sh short term or long term. And I just, follow them all, some of them become friends, but you wake up and you look and it's a positive input into your day. I also do suggest unfollowing negative things. I think we have mm. so much time on social media that it does affect our mental health. So the more positive input you can get, and I follow doctors on anxiety and there's just always great tips and it just helps you stay, you know, stay in a good place rather than looking at all the negatives and it bringing you down. So that is a tip I have, you know, get on and follow some really positive inspiration. Yes, I love my Instagram and I am very particular about how I use it. Yeah, <laughs> if, yeah. it's, if it's not positive, then it's like, goodbye. <laughs> Absolutely. And I don't, and sometimes people don't know that, uh, you know, they haven't thought about it, but it just it, it makes such a difference, doesn't it? It's just, it's just yes. something simple that can really make a positive change.
Definitely. And to me, it's like, you know, if you're trying, working really hard to keep healthy relationships and foster healthy relationships, it's important that you do the same thing with your social media. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it is important. And, it, and I, even on Facebook, like I'll unfollow people that uh, might have made me my fault, but made me feel inadequate because I'm comparing. So, you know, just unfollow, unfollow, and um, you can still be <laughs> friends, but let's get the positive in you know. Definitely. Well, thank you so very much, Megan. Uh, is there any links that you would like to share with our listeners before we go? Yeah, I, well, I have my website, which is glassfulfilled.com.au and that's my business. Uh, and through there you can, people can book a free discovery call to see if um, we're the right fit for each other. And you can be anywhere in the world to do that. Uh, that's the great thing about the internet. And I also have a podcast called She's Sober Sydney, which is on um, Google and Spotify and Apple. Um, yeah, and then on Instagram, it's glass, my handle's glass fulfilled. So I'd, um, yeah, I'd love to connect with some of your listeners. Excellent. Thank you so much for having me as well. It's been lovely. <laughs> Well, uh, we'll also make sure that we have the links to all of your uh, things and your bio in our thank description. You. <laughs> thank uh -huh. you so much. Well, thank you so much for being with us. My pleasure.